0: Joining me now on the phone is Democratic State Representative Emmanuel Chris Welch, Democrat from Hillside. He is chairman of the House Executive Committee. Uh, Representative, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Rick, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Uh, can you uh, give us an idea of what's uh, going on out in, uh, in your western suburbs?
1: Yeah, since about 3, 4 o'clock, there's been a lot of things shut down. I live in Hillside, uh, and the uh, Target Strip Mall, not too far from my house, uh, has been shut down since about 3, 4 o'clock. Streets to get in 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 that area are entirely shut down, Uh, and that's because we had heard that... uh, you know, looters who were over in the North Riverside Mall area uh, were headed west. Also, uh, Walmart and Forest Park, which is my district, and then just west of me, uh, the Oak Brook Mall was uh, closed and, and guarded heavily by police, and the Walmart and Villa Park. Uh, so there's a lot of protections being taken place out here, and I will tell you, um, you know, the message is being lost because of looting. Mm-hmm. Uh, protesting and First Amendment right. Uh, is definitely something that we should all encourage. Uh, but this looting is uh, it's just nonsense, and folks need to knock it off.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, and, uh, I harken back to what the mayor said earlier today and talked about how it, it's uh, hijacking the, the, the protest, hijacking the message. Absolutely, absolutely. And I do believe, based on what we're seeing and hearing, that
1: a lot of uh, what's happening is happening uh, by folks that don't, don't even live in our city. Uh, you know, there are legitimate protesters who, uh, for a couple of hours each day, have uh, marched and got their message out, uh, and then the, the marches have been uh, hijacked uh, by those with an ulterior motive.
0: And, you, you know, i, I... I've struggled with this because, you know, as a white kid from the suburbs, and there's that inherent white privilege that, you know, I, I grew up with. And I, I, it, it's hard for me to put into words what I can just imagine to be the feeling of when you see, uh, you know, that video of George Floyd in Minneapolis and the subsequent outrage and what, it, what a catalyst that was for so many uh so many over so long a period of time. Um and and now to you know, see national protests, but then you see the national protests are turning the same way that the the, the protests did here in Chicago last night. And yeah.
1: what what folks have to realize, uh Rick, is that this is anger that has built up over time. So many black unarmed people have been killed at the hands of uh, bad police officers. And, and let's, let's emphasize bad police officers, because uh, those are the ones that are making all the good ones uh, look bad. Uh, and what the, the issue is is, 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 as Dr. Martin Luther King said in the 60s, when you see protests and riots like this, it's because people have not been heard. And in this case, people have not been heard because they want justice and they want equality. The fact that everyone has soon seen that 10-minute video of this officer with his knee on George Floyd's neck, and only one of the officers has been arrested and charged with anything, uh, and I'm afraid until those other three get charged, you're going to continue to see these protests day after day after day. People want justice. Those officers have to be charged, convicted, and sentenced, because we want justice in this country uh, for the deaths of unarmed black men
0: yeah and and I mean even when you there was the, another video from behind which shows three of them all kneeling on George floyd and it, Absolutely. It just uh, you know it just it, it, it stuns me and you're right it, it's it's bad police it's bad policing, and it's the ones that make the rest of the police look bad but we've seen there and i don't know what the mindset is for all of these uh killings police shootings of unarmed african-americans uh i don't know what that mindset is in 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 these bad cops you know unfortunately
1: in this very divided country that we live in we have a person in the white house uh, that does not understand that words matter, especially the words coming out of, uh, that office. Uh, you need someone who's a healer in chief and not a divider in chief. Uh, and there's people that buy into that division. Uh, and it gives those who already have the tendencies to be bad, uh, to be bad. In fact, many to be worse. Uh, that officer, if you watch that video, uh, he could care less. Uh, in broad daylight that he was being videotaped and to uh, care less that this man was crying out uh, for his dying mother, uh, and that that is someone who just did not care and, and those are the types of officers uh, you know you 're not going to be able to reach them no matter what kind of training you give them
0: that's and that 's what I wonder because everybody talks about you know training and new types of training and training to teach trust um I mean, laudable goals, but th- does it make a difference? Absolutely not. You, you
1: you can't train someone not to shoot someone in the back 16 times, like we saw in the Laquan McDonald video uh, a few years ago. You can't train someone to uh, not put their knee on someone's neck for 10 minutes, uh, for any minute. Uh, it's just inappropriate. And the fact that three other officers... Uh, stood there and did nothing uh, particularly while bystanders uh were trying to get them to act uh just just show um, the lack of um uh, attention to a person's life uh, the lack of care for that person's life
0: i know we're in the immediacy of the moment but do you think maybe if we took a step back here and, and again look not at the rioting, but look at the protests and the peaceful protests, that this might give some kind of enhanced efforts towards trying to deal with various aspects of inequality uh, in Springfield. You know, we say that
1: and we hope that after every death of an unarmed black man, Uh, But uh, this is why you see the anger that you see out here in these streets, not just in Chicago, but all across America. And I think until these issues are seriously addressed, not just in Springfield, but in state capitals all across the country and in D.C., you know, people are going to continue to get more and more angry. In the age of social media, when these things are are now out there and can be played on loop after loop after loop, uh, when folks, uh, you know, have... It's been grained in them when, as kids when they stood for the Pledge of Allegiance and believed the line at the end that justice for all. Uh, when you believe that and you see that all these injustices actually exist year after year, people are going to get more and more angry unless we bring about systemic change in this country.
0: We're speaking with Democratic State Representative Emanuel Chris Welch from Hillside. He's the chairman of the Illinois House Executive Committee. Mr. Chairman, please hang on. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Sunday Spin on WGN. Mm. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. And joining me on the phone is the chairman of the powerful Illinois House Executive Committee, democrat from hillside state representative emmanuel chris welch uh and representative i want to i want to absolutely because i know i made the mistake once that you would uh, I, I thought you were still on the higher ed committee and you had moved on to run the powerful house executive <laughs> committee and truly you got a lot of FaceTime in springfield in the in that brief uh, pandemic driven session um Obviously, I was working from Chicago uh, up on it from afar, but it, it looked like a very strange uh, circumstance with uh, going on in the, uh, the old Prairie Capital Convention Center, the Bank of Springfield Center.
1: Yeah, it was definitely unprecedented. I will tell you, it was not like any other session or end of session that I'd ever been through before, and probably will never be uh, through that again. So we definitely lived through uh, history last week, and, uh, you know, uh, I was excited to be there to do the work of the people, and uh, I think we did a good job of uh, addressing many of the issues. Um, You know, it it wasn't perfect, uh, but we got a lot done.
0: Well, I mean... Was it hard to, given issues like social distancing and wearing a mask? Uh, at least most most wore a mask. Then those who, the one who didn't, got booted and decided to show up again.
1: Uh, Honestly, it, it wasn't hard at all, Rick. I mean, we, we we went to work every day. We we followed the house rules to wear face coverings. Uh, Even the one that was booted the first day came back the next couple of days uh, and followed the House rules. We got the work done.
0: Yeah, but I mean, in the normal sense, there's always a bit of schmoozing and camaraderie and all of that, which, you know, this seemed to be a much more kind of antiseptic type of of a process. Well,
1: you know, we we are all Type A personalities in in this type of space, and you do like to be a little bit more friendly and hug and uh, uh, kiss folks on the cheek type of thing. But you know, this this COVID nineteen crisis has changed that, and I think that's going to change people's behavior for months and years to come. Uh, it's just uh, something to be mindful of uh, going forward. Especially, you know, come the fall, we're going to be in flu season. You are not going to know if this is the flu or if it's COVID nineteen. Uh, I think it's important that folks have had to change their behaviors. Uh,
0: I noticed that one of the things that was scheduled to be voted on and it got pulled due to opposition was uh, the concept of remote voting. And I was, I was curious about your thoughts on it. I mean, one, you know, I can understand the desire among some lawmakers to want to, you know, show that they're working for their. Uh, their district, for their constituents, and making the effort to go to Springfield and, and do legislation. Uh, but at the same time, you know, people were citing, well, the, the legislature met when the there was the Spanish flu in 1918. Well, we didn't necessarily have the communication skills uh, or technology that we do now. I, w- I was curious about your thoughts on that whole debate. Well, you know,
1: I actually voted for the bill when it had the remote legislation in it. And that was because I'm sensitive to my colleagues who I've talked to over these last couple of months that have, uh, you know, underlying conditions. uh, And not everyone was completely comfortable with being there. And I think that at least that option should have been available uh, and made people a lot more comfortable personally. I enjoyed being there with the guidelines that were put in place and, and made sure that everyone would follow them. I enjoyed being in the space and being able to talk to people and negotiate right there in real time. Uh, I do feel like you lose something uh, in all the Zoom meetings and conference calls. Uh, and and there's just something about type A people being in, a, in in, even if it's just six feet apart, being able to communicate with each other and you can get a lot of things done uh and there are a lot of things that my, our friends on the other side of the aisle raised uh that were actually addressed because they raised good points and i, I think doing that virtually probably would not have happened
0: well uh, obviously number one was getting a budget done um and well, that, the other side didn't help with that uh, sure. no 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 i i, I understand <laughs> but uh i mean to me That was a significant achievement. I, I, frankly, absolutely, I did not expect the Chambers to finish. Uh, granted it went four, four plus days instead of three, but I did not expect to finish just because of all of the great uncertainty that still exists out there about how much money is the state going to have, how much are we going to get from Washington, if any. We've got the $5 billion uh, borrowing from the Federal Reserve going on. I mean, just the, the uncertainty, I would have expected that we'd possibly see the legislature back in session uh, you
1: know, a lot of folks did not understand the amount of work that we had been doing from home. Uh, we've from The House and Senate had several working groups uh, that were bipartisan working groups and were meeting weekly, uh, you know, preparing for a time when we would return the session. Now, we didn't know when we would return, but we were preparing for if and when that would happen. And so uh, proper planning uh, prevented poor performance in this instance. And we got there uh, because we had a plan in place, we were able to execute, uh, and and we have a budget. And I I think that, you know, we have to give kudos to the governor and the leaders, uh, both the Democrats and the Republican leadership, uh, because this state can't go ever again without a budget. Uh, And now, under Governor Pritzker, we've had two budgets in a row. Uh, Again, this ain't pretty. It's not the the best. Uh, But what we couldn't afford to do was have this state go without a budget and have a step back when, actually, this is the time when folks need government the most. A time of crisis is when they need government the most. And I think we stepped up and and served in that instance.
0: One thing, too, that I was surprised at was uh, the fact that uh, the legislature was able to approve... Uh, the tax uh, changes that uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot thought was fighting for for a Chicago casino. And, of course, you know, no secret, every time you see a casino, Bill, it becomes the Christmas tree that falls over all the time. Uh, But uh, this one uh, got through, and and it got bipartisan support.
1: And I think that's because the mayor did the work. Uh, af- after the last uh, regular session ended in May, uh, she didn't stop. She kept working. Uh, she called meetings. Uh, I was in one of those meetings and several others, and uh, she met with the Republican caucus. She did the work, and uh, uh, you know that work was rewarded. And I also want to say she stayed very disciplined, not allowing that bill to become the Christmas tree. Right. Uh, I think, actually played in her favor. And I also think the fact that uh, the capital bill uh, that has been passed uh, now the last two years is really dependent on that casino getting up and running. So I think the crisis uh, uh, and the, 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 the hole in our budget when it comes to revenue that the comptroller spoke of earlier, I, I think timing played in the mayor's favor as well. And one thing I've learned in this
0: business is timing is
1: everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she nailed it uh and she, you know you people got to give credit
0: where credit is due. Well, I always thought that was one of the great features of the uh inf- capital program, the infrastructure repair program was the fact that uh, it revenue to fund it was reliant on Chicago casinos because that pretty much uh, kept it from becoming its own quagmire uh Absolutely. after all these years and and truly, you know, I thought uh Tim Butler, Republican from Springfield, did an excellent job explaining that this is not a bill for Chicago. This is a bill for all of us, because everybody's got a project that counts on revenue from that Chicago casino. Everybody's got a, a road or a bridge or a water project, something that is dependent upon, heavily dependent upon, uh, that those Chicago casino revenues.
1: You know... The executive committee, I want to give a, a shout-out to those guys, both Democratic side and Republican side, because we vetted every single bill that came through the special session last week. And i got to tell you, you know, we don't always agree, uh, but I, I think the people on that committee uh, do a heck of a job in asking the tough questions. And, uh, you know, again, even when we don't agree on it, on everything,
0: we get the work for the people done. Well, and, and I, I'm curious because, I, again, you know, I'm watching it from uh, on my computer from laptop from 200 miles away. But I could I for the most part, I there seemed to be a more intense sense of purpose on both sides than uh, what what you would normally find, uh, you know, uh, in the General Assembly that they're there. Pretty much an understanding. We don't know when we're coming back. We got a lot on the plate. We got to get this going. Um, and and I mean, if I'm wrong, tell me. But I, I just got that there was a maybe a, a, a sense of dedication that you don't normally see.
1: Well, I saw that very early on. I think you're absolutely right. And let me tell you where I saw it. I saw it at the very beginning of session when Republicans were also telling Representative Bailey he should wear a face covering, uh, and he was bucking his own caucus. And that's because everyone wanted to be there, follow the guidelines, get in there, and get the work of the people done and get out of there as quickly as possible. Uh, saw that from day one. And I, again, I, uh, even though they didn't vote for the budget in the end, uh, they did vote for a lot of things that got done that week. And I want to uh, commend my, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle uh, for coming with a sense of purpose.
0: Uh, vote by mail, uh, a big thing as well. And and. Uh, One that uh, I was kind of surprised that it still becomes is such a bone of contention. Uh, Obviously, you have uh, from the White House on down on the Republican side is opposing vote by mail uh, and the president. Uh, even getting flagged by Twitter for saying that voting by mail is is you know supremely fraudulent. Um, to me, you know, given what we saw in March, it just seemed like a good idea to to expand a program and and just get get a uh, mail in ap- applications to as many people as possible.
1: You know, Rick, we heard today that 15 states are seeing their COVID 19 numbers actually increase already we don't know what's going to happen in the summer we don't know where we're going to be in the fall but come november at election time we need to make sure the election takes place and that it's safe and secure and what this bill it was just for the november 2020 election we can revisit everything again next year Uh, And what we wanted to do before leaving town was making sure that everyone wanted to participate in the process could do that uh, and feel safe and secure. Uh, Nothing is going to change if you want to still go out and vote in a ballot box. But for those who need that extra level of comfort and want to vote by mail, that's what this this new bill allows it to do and i'm looking forward to the day the governor signs this and sending that message that we want everyone to participate in the process and feel safe and secure
0: well and i thought too it was interesting that it makes it a, a school holiday because after kind of the mess up with the chicago board of elections in the primary with uh privately owned places that were counted on for polling places where those private owners pulled the plug on them uh, it really created quite a conundrum.
1: Yeah, Exactly. That's one of those features that I hope in, uh, when we return for regular session in 2021, uh, that it stays around. I mean, I've, I've supported Election Day being a state holiday uh, from day one. And uh, let's see how well it works in November. Uh, and if the data supports it with turnout, uh, I, I hope we keep it going. Uh,
0: does it favor any party?
1: So I think turnout, you know, works on both sides of the aisle. You know, you get out and get your message out and get your people to the polls, and they have plenty of time to do it because the entire day is a state holiday. No one should complain.
0: Very good. Very good. Democratic State Representative Emanuel Chris Welch, Democrat from Hillside, Chairman of the House Executive Committee, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Rick, always a pleasure. Thank you, friend.